Hi, my name is Stephen Sindoni. Thank you for tuning in to the broadcast of Know Your Rights Part 2. In today's program, I will share with you a little-known technique that can be effectively used when dealing with police, judges, and law enforcement. But before I begin the second part of our series, I would like to quote an ancient Chinese proverb. The proverb was noted 2,500 years ago by Lao Tzu. Do not invite the fight, accept it instead. Better a foot behind than an inch too far ahead. Let the offer come to you. Don't make the offer. I will now cite the basis of action when confronted. Never walk into the police station or court voluntarily. Because if you do, you traverse and acknowledge the validity of their jurisdiction or offer. Remember, when you are confronted with an obligatory court appearance, keep in mind the following. Everything is commerce or a contract being administered in a state of emergency under the war powers. The Commerce Clause of the Constitution operates in the private international law merchant of the bankers to whom essentially every government in the world is bankrupt. All of this functions in admiralty, maritime, where you have no rights and the captain's word is law. And as a direct result of this maritime law, military war powers enforce all interstate commerce, which is everything, with draconian penalties for impeding commerce. Because the climate in which we live is a relentless and ravenous assault from all aspects of the government against our commercial liability, example, revenue raising, enforced by guns, violence, and prisons, life in America is a high-risk venture. It requires understanding of how to neutralize the endless barrage of attacks in the form of commercial presentments or offers. Fighting is a no-win proposition. Matters must be neutralized, diffused, and transmuted into victory without conflict. We have no money, only private debt paper, insurance script, like monopoly money or casino chips, which a real monopoly has foisted on the world, operating in the bankruptcy. Everything is commerce, which is banking, which is debt paper, which is credit, debit balances on banks, books, which is bookkeeping. Assets or credits must always equal liabilities or debits. The books must always balance for world commerce to operate. The commercial account must be cleared within three days, which is codified in the United States in the Federal Truth in Lending Act, Title 12, USC, Section 1601, Regulation Z. A traffic citation, summons, indictment, complaint, etc. is a commercial presentment. When the presentment is issued, a debt is created. A liability on the bank's books which must be balanced with an asset. They want you to supply the asset in the form of paying a fine, some specific performance, or jail time. Every such commercial presentment is an offer to contract concerning which you have the following five options. Option number one, you can deny or fight the charges and thereby traverse and join the action, legitimize their cause of action, and lock yourself in it to their jurisdiction. This is a commercial dishonor. If you enter a plea or the judge enters one for you, you have traversed. The only issue now is the facts. Did you or did you not run the red light? In other words, dishonor submits you to a court proceeding to resolve the dispute over facts of the matter. Option number two, you can demur. A demurrer accepts all alleged facts as true and raises of issues of law. 
A classic example is, yes, I did it, but so what? The statute of limitations has expired, so issues of law foreclose all possibility for me to be prosecuted in this matter. Option number three. You can stand mute in which both the law and facts are invoked. The judge will enter a plea for you and a court proceeding to resolve the controversy will commence. Standing mute is also a commercial dishonor and locks you into both law and facts. Option number four. You can protest such as by denying jurisdiction. This also locks you into the requirement to proceed with the court proceedings to resolve the dispute. And option number five, you can accept the offer or charges, citation, summons, complaint, indictment, etc. for value. Of all the options I have cited, only number five will diffuse or dissolve the controversy, thereby obviating all necessary or possibility for court proceedings since there is no dispute to resolve. You have agreed with your adversary quickly while you are on the way with him, which makes you the owner of the contract or offer. Which makes you the creditor? The creditor is always the winner in court proceedings, all of which have only two classes of participants, creditors and debtors. The debtor always loses and pays. After you accept for value and own the contract or offer, the matter is non-negotiable. Example, private and personal between you and the offerer in his non-official capacity. Every arrest and incarceration today is seizing the surety on a commercial dishonor. The commercial accounts must balance for commerce to function. It is not possible to retain only the debit side of a bank ledger. The offsetting asset side must be there for the books to balance, the commercial account to clear. Otherwise, world commerce would collapse into a pile of mush immediately. When you dishonor a commercial presentment, example a citation, etc., the offerer accepts your dishonor, undertaking a banker's acceptance and executing a bill of exchange. This bill of exchange is for at least 10 times the face amount and possibly 100 times the face amount. The one who accepts being the creditor is entitled to place whatever value he wishes on the transaction. The counties run on these bonds. You must now pay the full amount or the bill of exchange, the bond, or the amount remains open indefinitely. The case on the books never closes. If you fail to pay in Federal Reserve notes to balance the books, then you are arrested and incarcerated as a surety collateral to raise the funds to balance the ledger. These funds are raised by borrowing via your straw man on the public debt for which you, the real being, are responsible for paying or discharging if you have not rebuted the rebutable presumption that the king, wizard, bankers, power elites, etc. owns all your all capital letter name. You have no liability if the books are fully balanced. Performance on acceptance balances the books. And this is one reason the prisons are so full. Another reason is that the judges are part owners of the prisons and make money on everyone they incarcerate. Prisons are immense money-making operations due to the bonds raised against the straw man or debtors of the people who are used as collateral, warehoused behind bars. High dollar amounts are attached to the bonds raised to incarcerate people. The prison industry is big business, constituting the major industry in California, Texas, and Florida. If you have a bail bond, you can't proceed until you rid yourself of the bond, accept it for value, 
send it back to the bondsman, register the bond in the commercial registry as your secured property. So what are your options? Option number one would be never confess who you are. That is bearing false witness against yourself. Some people advocate carrying no identification. Because if you are arrested, law enforcement has two hours to identify you. And if you identify yourself, they are allowed to hold you, provided you don't sign their paperwork or otherwise traverse, for three days or 72 hours. The general rule is therefore, of course, never tell them who you are, why do their job for them, or sign anything. It's most important to remember that anything you do except comply insofar as dealing with the police is concerned is interfering with a policeman in his line of duty. What is his duty? It is revenue collection for the city. One of three things is needed to identify you. Your date of birth, the day your vessel, example your body was birthed into the 14th Amendment Public Charitable Trust as a citizen of the United States, a corporate franchise launched into a voyage in a commerce in an ocean of insolvency, example, unpayable bankruptcy. The second thing needed to identify you would be your driver's license. And the third thing needed to identify you would be your social security number. So to summarize, without your birth certificate, your driver's license, or your social security number, their job is difficult to impossible, especially with a two-hour time limit. I will now cite another scenario where you are now facing the judge. A judge's job is to get you to traverse, contest, and dishonor, and thereby make an offer, which the judge can accept, and thereby own. If you are hauled into court or forced to go under threat, do not offer and do not negotiate. If you reject, negotiate, or issue a counteroffer, you create a controversy. You perform a dishonor, which the judge can accept. Concerning every offer a judge makes to you, Accept it for value with words such as, Thank you, Your Honor, for your offer, which I accept for value. May I have your name, please? You are acknowledging his commercial presentment and wanting to know with whom you are doing business and entering into contract with. Thereafter, you must proceed with the remainder of the standard questions and requests. Example, Do you have a claim against me? Do you know anyone who has a claim against me? I request the order of the court to be released to me immediately. If the judge then says, I don't have a claim against you, but I believe that the prosecutor does, you proceed with the three questions to the prosecutor. If he says that the state of California, for example, United States, etc., has a claim against you, then you say, I call the state of California to the witness stand. And when the state of California fails to take the stand to testify and be cross-examined, you say, it appears no one has a claim against me. I request the order of the court to be released to me immediately. Remember that when you accept their offer for value, you place the amount on the transaction and they are required to perform and adjust your account. You are now the secured party, example, creditor. You are the principal and the interest goes to you. And in closing, I would like to remind you, the viewer, that no one who's ever paid a summons or a fine or who is sitting in prison hasn't done so without giving their consent or permission. I'd like to thank everyone for watching Know Your Rights Part 2.
with the sun. 